she bought that? The 70s one? No, oh. I did. Oh. <laughs> Bitch. You're listening to The Fitting Room with Brooke and Bachuga. <laughs> What's up? Oh my God. <laughs> Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. What are you doing? Oh, I am dealing with single dog dad duties. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Lucas has he has um he has a couple of uh of of like issues. I think he has like a flare up with his allergies, which is apparently really normal for little white dogs. Um yeah. But uh I I'm trying to do my best in seeing how we can help him out. But the the pet store said that giving him goat's milk will help out. Oh. I feel like I'm raising a... Well, I love goat's Yeah, I feel like I'm raising a child in, like, New England in the 1800s. <laughs> I'm like... I'm like... Have you seen that movie, The Witch? <laughs> yes, and it is terrifying. Yeah, don't remind me because I don't ever think uh, I can't see a mortar and pestle ever like the same way ever again. Oh yeah, no, we're not. Oh my God. No, no. Um, Speaking of Anya Taylor Joy, Anya Taylor Joy. <laughs> um, is she in that film? Is she in what The Witch? Yeah, yeah, babe, she's the star. Gotcha. That was like her first, like I think, first big breakout role. Wow. Yeah. That's how deep, like down, I've suppressed that film, and uh, <laughs> yeah, no. However, no. But I did want to talk about um, uh, knock at the cabin. The uh, oh the... yeah, you saw that. I haven't seen that yet. I was walking with my friend, uh, and I, I kept on seeing the the posters for it, and then I noticed that it was directed by M Night uh, Shyamalan. So I was like, "All right, cool." Like I, I the thing with like his films is that I think he just made such an like an impression with the Sixth Sense that ever yeah. since then I've always wanted to like he, you know he set the bar really high with that film really high so everything yeah. after that I've been trying to like love in the same manner but it just it didn't it didn't hit I mean yeah it's a, it's a nice thriller knock at the cabin but I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily like watch it again and this is like I'm trying new things out for 2023 like I'm I know when you texted me cuz we were trying to record or whatever and you were like, oh, I'm going to the movies. I was like, wait, what? You never go to the movies. <laughs> I know. My friend My friend was like, oh, I'll invite you. He's like, I have like free passes or something for like a... Uh, he gets like three movies at AMC for free every month. So oh, I know. that's me. Yeah. yeah the A-list. Amazing. I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, fine. Speaking of Anna, Anya Taylor-Joy... I I know that you weren't a fan so much of her Schiaparelli outfit oh, at the bathtub. I said no. I said that it could have it blended in too much with her skin tone. A hundred percent. And yeah, that was that was definitely my main beef <laughs> with, <laughs> with the look. Is that it just like the color like 
you know, the model was um, a black woman. Yeah. So when you saw it on the run, this like really beautiful, like light bronze. I don't know. I think it had a b- little bit of like pink in it also. So like it really looked so beautiful on the model when we saw it on the runway. And like, you know, Anya, she's very, very fair skinned. But for me seeing it on her, I was just like, uh, it just didn't hit the yeah. same. Not to mention, you know, I didn't love the hair. Another detail, because I kind of like have my checklist as far as like a red carpet look goes, right? So it's like all these like different things that I'm looking at. When you're at that level of a celebrity and you're wearing a skirt or something that's short and we see your legs, babe, the legs, the tone needs to match the face. Oh, yeah? The makeup, it's like, I, you know, I work in the industry and so it's like anytime I'm on set or I'm sending you know, a client on the carpet, basically like, you know, it's like we all check in with each other and then it's like, okay, well, you know, she's wearing something short. So make sure you bring the bronzer, make sure you bring the body makeup. Uh, or what, you know. <laughs> she also has like bruises on her legs. Oh. And there's just like, just that attention to detail that would really like didn't hit for oh, me. Oh, wow. I know. Remember I texted you and I was like, I have a thought about Scaparelli. Yeah. Was what like, was it? What's going on? So, this is kind of how I'm feeling about it all. And I I wonder if anyone out there feels the same. Yeah. Because of the attention that the brand has been getting since Daniel Roseberry came on. I mean, he's a fucking genius. Like, we're obsessed with him, you and I. Yeah. He has so many fans. It's definitely, like, the brand to wear. Yeah. You know, it's what I'm finding personally in my, you know in seeing these girls on the carpet and, you know, just kind of like keeping an eye on it all, I'm starting to get a little, how do I want to phrase this? No, yeah, say it. It's this feeling that I'm having that it's just like, I feel like sometimes the girls are just wearing Scaparelli to wear Scaparelli. Like there's not a lot of thought behind, you know, it doesn't seem like the stylists or, you know, even, you know, if, if somebody doesn't have a stylist, it doesn't seem like the placements are, there's not like a lot of care or like thought behind them. Yeah. Out of all the Scaparelli that we have in the world, right? Yeah. That was the best one for for Anya for the BAFTAs. Like I I don't believe that. Right. And little and this is my opinion, right? But there have been multiple occasions where I'm kind of looking at Scaparelli on the carpet and I'm just like, it just it's not like hitting the same. You know, it's not hitting like it was when we saw Adele at, you know, her a concert. It wasn't, it's not like hitting like Natasha Leone or Janixa Bravo, like the girls that are wearing Scaparelli that look amazing in Scaparelli and it fits and it's cohesive and it just gels in that way. It's amazing and I love it. And not to say like, oh, certain people can't wear Scaparelli, but there's just something about the thought behind what's being chosen. There's just something that I'm missing. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense because I I was recently... Do you know who Chiara Ferragni is? Of course. Okay. Yes. So Chiara Ferragni, it was an Italian event. Uh, oh, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, where she wore all of the Dior. She wore... Well, th- this time around, she only wore Schiaparelli. I think she did days because there was one day where she only wore Dior. Mm-hmm. Then I think there was another day where she only wore Schiaparelli. Ah, okay. Yeah, think- uh, Sanremo. The Sanremo Music Festival. Yes. I, I agree with you on that. I look at her and I'm just like, the dress, the pieces are wearing her. 
you know? Yes. Um, yes, 100%. She looks amazing, but I'm just like, that's not, it just looks like a placement, I feel. You yes. know what I mean? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it says it says here she wore it Saturday, February the 11th. So it was actually not too long ago for the 73rd edition of the annual Sanremo Music Festival. Influencer and entrepreneur Chiara Ferragni co-hosted the closing ceremony in three Schiaparelli haute couture looks designed by Daniel mm -hmm. Roseberry. You know, and I'm looking at the at the Schiaparelli to buy and there's there's one specific print that I'm really eager to to purchase. It's the um, the body print, you know, that kind of looks like um, the Celine dress. Do you know the like the Eve Klein? Oh, of course. Okay, yes. great. Uh, I love you for getting these yes. references. Like anyone else would be like, what the fuck? I'd be like, you know. All you have to say is the Eve Klein. I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah, I Eve <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I'm obsessed with Eve Klein. That blue is the most beautiful color in the world. Yeah. There's no other color. And um, and what's really beautiful and what's really distinct about that color is that it's so hyperpigmented that you cannot, photographing it will never no. compare to, to actually seeing it. And yeah, um, and yeah it's, it's called Eve Klein Blue. And I remember when I first discovered it, I was in Paris and I remember seeing it and I was like, what? Like, what? Yeah. yeah. And then I think Yves Saint Laurent, like he took that color and he painted his Moroccan house in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's like an homage to Yves. So like, so seeing that and then how Daniel Roseberry made it for his collection, he paired it with uh, gold. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's gold against the, the semi-e-climb blue. And I, I am obsessed with that <laughs> color combination. I cannot stop thinking. So every time I'm just like, I haven't been obsessively checking into Schiaparelli just yet. Yeah. Purchase, but I'm looking at their website and yeah, dude, Schiaparelli is not cheap. No. Like, no. Which brings me to my next point, you know, um, I thought you were going to talk about the impact or the longevity of Schiaparelli right now, because it's like the bar is set so high. It's set know, for so that, high. That and that's, I think, a big part of why I'm feeling like, uh, okay, I would love to like name some other instances of where I've just been like, yeah, all right. But like, I can't really think of them at the current <laughs> moment. Just yeah. Being you know, brain dead from work today. Girl. Yeah, it's just this kind of like, it feels very like- Forced. Forced and like it's, you said it so well. It's just kind of like a placement. It's not really exciting. It doesn't feel like organic yeah. at all. Yeah, there's just like no thought behind it. But yeah, the longevity, it's, it's really interesting that you bring that up. I mean, the last collection you and I were so excited about and we loved it. And of course, you know, there was <laughs> so much drama behind it all. And so it's the thing of where as the bar is set so high each season, it's just sort of like, okay, babe, well, you have to maintain it and you have to maintain those dress placements. You have to maintain the PR. You have to, you know, make sure you're getting the sales, which I would love to see sales reports. I have, yeah. I know nothing about the sales. Yeah. There is, um, I was watching an interview with uh, Daniel and he mentioned that the brand, the house, 
rather has uh, very loyal clients. So mm-hmm. he mentioned what he was like, he mentioned some either like a, a Swedish or, or a Swiss collector that just, he just buys uh, wow. just, you know, the couture collections just to like have them because they're so beautiful, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I can relate. I wish I, I could do that because... <laughs> I'm on their website right now, and the, the caftan that La Roche wore to the Haute Couture collection not not the not the Dante one, but the one previous to that. Yeah, that, yeah. The embroidered caftan is going for twenty seven thousand dollars or twenty seven thousand euro. The embroidered Whoa. the embroidered denim jacket I'm looking at it right now is going for seventy two hundred euro. So I'm kind of like, okay, Whoa. interesting. So I'm like. How much is that Eve Klein blue uh, piece that I want? Because I just want a bathing suit, babe. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm humbling collecting. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, impact and longevity, what did you think about Daniel Lee's debut at uh, Burberry? Well, the birds are chirping, aren't they? Because I just read this thing. You mean I think the one was- on their hats? The ones that were fucking <laughs> wearing on their heads? <laughs> In the, the finale look with the duck feather <laughs> the mallard <laughs> well what i meant to say <laughs> what i meant by that was uh-huh. you know it was it was cute i thought the tartans were fine i thought i thought the feather look was pretty cool i wasn't blown away i know everyone truly me included was so excited to see what he was going to do at the house again you know, you set the bar so high for yourself and it's like, you know, let alone there's a lot of changes that he went through, et cetera, like going to Burberry, what right. have you, but he was such a darling at Bottega. Yeah. So that move, it was just like, oh my God, like literally everyone was so excited. Yeah. And I, it was fine. It was cute. I think he needs a little more time. Yeah, you're right. I'm really, I, I'm such a cheerleader for him and he and the team were really supportive when he was at Bottega. And so I'm always going to root for him. I think it's a request, right? Yeah, it was, it was fine. It wasn't like, like it wasn't terrible. I wasn't like, oh my God, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, no, (laughs) the worst thing I've ever seen. We'll get to that soon. But, um, (laughs) I, I agree with you. I think that, uh, I think, Daniel needs time. Even Tom Ford's first collection for Gucci was not a knockout. Um, yeah. he's, he's said so himself. And the but I do have to say though that there were a couple of pieces from from Burberry that I would collect, you know. Yeah. I interestingly enough, uh, that water bottle clutch. That was know, cool. Yeah. Was, I was like, okay, I'll I'll, I, I'll I'll carry that just to be like, you know. <laughs> I'm like, it's on par with that pigeon with the lo- yeah. <laughs> um, Which, did you ever buy that? You no, didn't. it was like seven hundred dollars, I think, or something like that. I'm like, I invested most of my money in um in in Vivian Westwood when you know when she passed away in December. All my focus was like turned onto like very very specific prints, 
And uh, yeah, that that took a chunk out of uh, out of the buying budget. But you know, if I were to buy the pigeon, it would be for like the the sake of the novelty. You know, yeah. I'm like, yeah. it was probably mass produced too. So I'm like, yeah, I try to stay yeah. away from things that are like that. Do you ever buy morale pieces? No, I don't know if anyone else does this. <laughs> what? But- one of my best friends is a costume designer. Yeah. Um, and we've been doing this for years where it's like each job, just depending on what it is, uh, we either pull or we buy what we like to call a morale piece. And so that's just something that like might not have anything to do with the job. Sometimes it does and you get to get it on camera or put it on your client or whatever. But yeah. most of the time, it's just something that you find while you're out and about pulling or shopping or whatever. And it makes you so happy, whether it's beautiful or cool, or sometimes it can just be really stupid. Yeah. Um, Just buy it to kind of have around because it's just, you look at it and it makes you happy. Um, Because sometimes we need that at work. And I feel like if I ever came across that fucking pigeon clutch, I would buy it. Because it's so stupid and it mm. makes me so happy. I was and it uh, always cheer me up. <laughs> I I wasn't understanding. I thought you were I thought you were talking about like a like a brand, like a morale piece. I was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, was a like, morale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. A morale booster. You know, I was like, like Yeah, no. It's like the idea of buying yourself a little treat. You know? Yeah, I get it, but that treat also happens to be eight hundred and ninety dollars. And for anyone not familiar with the pigeon that we're talking about, it's the J. W. Anderson pigeon clutch. But okay, so uh, Burberry and the 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 latest collection. Okay, yeah, going back to the 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 water bottle clutch, I thought you know something like that. I'm like, okay, I I can see like the value in that. I'm 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 curious to see what that would yeah. look like. You know. That would be like my morale piece. Overall, I think that there was just too much going on with the styling. It was like way too, like all that sticks out and it wasn't for like good reason too. The the, the yellow like blown up check with the side hat and then the purple. I'm like, bruh, ease up on that. I, I, I did appreciate the giant faux fur coats. That were towards the end of the yeah. of the collection. I love a giant duster coat. In fact, I can't stop thinking about the ya- Yayoi Kusama, the dotted. The one that you sent me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I'm not buying that for 4K. We've talked about the quality of this collection. I know, but like something like that would definitely be more for like the collector's value of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Because that's what that's how I was looking at at these two. The collections that I focused on the most were, for whatever reason, it was. I mean, well, not for whatever reason. Well, Burberry, because I was eager to see, you know, how the shift was going to be now that Daniel was there and coming from yeah. Bottega and J.W. Anderson's Autumn Winter 2023. And so I read a review from actually no it was a it was like a pre-collection interview on WWD. JW Anderson said that his collection was uh inspired by Michael Clark. Michael Clark for for those listening uh is a Scottish choreographer and J- and so Anderson's collection basically melded uh Michael Clark's own archive of his choreography and his looks 
with J.W. Anderson's archive from the past 15 years. Mm -hmm. So I was just so, and I mean, it, the premise, I love that, by the way. Like, I love this idea of like, for, for face value, you know, archive is now a, it's a marketing, it's a marketing tool. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, it's yeah. a, it's all in the name. And this we were talking about with Julie, Tom Ford's, uh, the digital archivist. Yeah. Oh, right, right. So, and then we'll get to that. But anyway, so I was looking at that and I was like, all right, cool. Okay. So it sounds really nice on paper. You know, you're like melding these two archives, but it's just, I, I, again, going back on these like investments, you know, I'm like, you're really telling me that you're going to charge me what? $2,300 for polyester. I'm like, what? I, I don't, I just don't see the value in that. And then to top it off, I don't, the collection was just so disjointed. I'm like, you it cannot, was. you cannot tell me that this is something that people are going to collect to buy. It's like, this is so, if you buy into this, you know, and, and not to knock, knock down what, what Anderson has done, you know, he's like, he's like one, he's like a fashion darling, but I think that most of his attention is definitely going to Loewe, not whatever the hell that was. I was like, you know, and I, <laughs> I came out and said that the shoes, the, the shoes, the, you know, the, 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 the paw, the cat paw shoes. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, that's just, this just looks like Vivian Westwood, you know, from 2002, uh, when she did the, the animal toe, uh, mm -hmm. shoes. And, and this is, this was the funny part about it all is that like, I did a quick review of the collection of J.W. Anderson's collection, but then I went deeper in with the shoes and I was like, I'm sorry, but these are just ugly. Like I, yeah. I personally would never, I wouldn't even, but I wouldn't even wear the Westwood ones. You know what I mean? Oh, and I don't know. That's that sling back that you posted, I was like, yeah. bitch, that is cute. <laughs> I, well, uh, like editorial, but like, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna I put just, like, I'm not gonna buy it. Yeah, well, you see, I mean, it's like, okay, for editorial purposes, great. I think we can, we can never discount that, you know, if you want to live your life like a living editorial, then go for it. Okay, then what warrants there's nothing that warrants me purchasing the JW Anderson ones for, I don't know, $1,400, maybe when I can go on Vestiaire and buy them for $150 yep. from Vivian Westwood. You know what I mean? Yep. So, and I called that out. I was only calling that part out. You know what I mean? I wasn't defending either, either the, the Westwood shoe or the, or the Anderson <laughs> shoe. I called them both ugly. I, Hey, you know what I mean? And as it turns out, the designer of the paw shoe, uh, there's a, his name, I, I forget his name, I think Abra, he goes by Abra on, okay. on IG. He was the one that specifically made the shoes for Anderson for that season. Anyway, so I wrote the review, he came out, he called me a disrespectful troll. <laughs> <gasps> What? No. No. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, well, you know, this is, and, and I found, and I saw that as like a really fascinating uh, case study. You know me, bitch. Like, I'll, I'll dissect <laughs> everything until like... <laughs> like <laughs> my... 
my psychoanalysis and fashion is just like I'm like, well, why? Why? Why did I get called that? I'm like, you know, I'm I'm I was more um I was more taken aback by the action. You know what I mean? Because it's like that. Uh, that's why people. Uh, that's why we become a a generation of you know of yes critics. You know, it's oh. like not like I don't. It's like not not everything that you see is gonna be good. You know, but it's like, but it makes an impact. It makes it that you know, like Kathy Horan. That's why that you know. That's what we we need Kathy Horan back. But um, oh, yes. the amount of people that that you know, sent in their supportive comments in terms of like the argument that I was making uh, were many, but no, but it takes someone to come out and say like, bro, this is just ugly. You know what I mean? And um, <laughs> it's just, and then someone told me they were like, well, yeah, they were like, how, how would you feel if someone, you know, went up to your collection and, or said something about something that you'd done? And I'm like, well, okay like they're not at the end of the day we're not saving lives you know what i mean it's like no, we're all entitled to our own opinion that you know I mean? like, yeah and so when jw anderson's people because i'm just pinning it all on his camp really um so when <laughs> <laughs> so when you have you know like because a, a, he represents jw anderson you know at this point i'm just like so when you have jw anderson's people um like calling people uh you know names and that's what and i'm like that kind of it, it, that's a poor reflection on on how you support your argument in this you know yeah. but what i but what i found all interesting in in the argument was that he kind of threw himself under the bus the designer of the of the shoes because he was like no he was like i didn't copy vivian westwood he was like did you see what Proenza schooler and 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 celine and balenciaga did last season He's like, it was that. And I was like, so you're telling me you plagiarized somebody somebody else? I'm like, just, it wasn't even the plagiarism, you know, that I was like so against. It was the fact that like, you're trying to get away with charging me, what, a thousand dollars plus for something that, uh, that, that like I just don't that I I'm, I'm that already exists, uh-huh. and that's the thing, and that's what I told um you know, the readers that I was like, listen, I will never tell you what to do with your money. That's yeah. not, not, I don't care. However, if you have the money to purchase JW Anderson's toe shoes, save yourself the $800, babe. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's literally what I said. I'm like, you can buy them at eight, 80% off. Here's the link. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, I just what? <laughs> but I was like, I kind of reveled in that. I was like, oh my god, like, am I a troll? And then... am I a disrespectful troll? Am I no, you're me? not. Am you're I the not... drama? Well, is it me? Am I the so... <laughs> <laughs> This is all I was saying about that, right? So, uh, just by. I don't know, serendipitously, uh, there was this one clip of uh, Lana Del Rey where she was like, you know, I'm just, 
I'm a, I'm a firm believer of locking the, of just closing the door and just throwing away the key because when you close the door, you, you make space for what really, you know, like is supposed to be in your life. And I'm like, yeah, like I wholeheartedly agree. So yeah. I said, you know, I was like, I'm closing the door on this collection. <laughs> yep. I'm moving on moving to something, on. moving on, right. And then um, I posted that yesterday night and uh, I bumped into Lana Del Rey. <laughs> I was just going to say, interesting that you mentioned Lana Del Rey <laughs> yeah. because, okay, so I'm like not a, I just like don't really listen to her music, I guess. Yeah. Like I, I've heard it. I'll My pretend favorite. you didn't say that, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've heard it. It's cute. Like, I'm kidding. I'm just like not really it just doesn't yeah. like resonate with me. I just like don't no, go to totally. it. I yeah. will say, however, my favorite all-time gif is actually um, or I guess it's maybe more of like a video clip, is somebody intercut <laughs> her video where she's like blown up. She's like the Godzilla, she's like super sized, she's like massive. She's walking through the city. Um, and somebody intercut a video of Jasmine Masters, the drag queen. She used to do these videos like in her car. <laughs> yeah. It is my favorite all it's like my <laughs> favorite thing. I have it saved on my phone. It's uh -huh. I can't even tell you how happy it makes me. Um, I have to see it. I have to see it. To you. And that's sort okay. of what Lana Del Rey means to me, which mm. you know, I I love yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm so happy for you. I know how much that meant to you that you ran into your childhood 7-Eleven. Are you kidding me? You took me to that 7-Eleven like last week. <laughs> I oh by the way, yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at the video right now, the one that you're talking yes. about doing yeah. Oh my god, it's hilarious. It's my favorite oh my god. it's my favorite thing on the internet. Yeah, I I'm I, I it you know someone commented because i i came home and uh well it was after this like i was at a meeting and my friend uh was like we were hungry and he was like i just want something sweet you know and i'm like all right fine whatever let's go to the 7-eleven so we're going in and as he parks we're walking across the uh the parking lot and i see lana del rey trying on a beanie <laughs> Like this, like, like this, like stupid chicken beanie, like some like, like, like in the Seven Eleven, like she was trying on Seven Eleven clothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like gas station attire. I fucking live. She's my gas station queen. <laughs> That's exactly why it's so funny, Brooke, because the whole thing was so, you know, I came home. Well, anyway, so I, I saw her, we made eye contact and I was like, no, okay, fine, whatever. And there were only four people in the entire 7-Eleven. So I was like, all right, so this isn't like a gag. Like, I don't know what the fuck. And I was looking for Diet Coke. Uh -huh. <laughs> and my friend kept on talking about his fucking lemon trees. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then like, uh, she was like walking around the interweaving the aisles, you know, and then I texted my assistant Yael and I was like, Lana Del Rey is at 7-Eleven right now. Did Yael get in her car and like drive over? No, yeah, Yael texted me and she was like, stop. <laughs> <laughs>
she would stop oh my she, she's like oh my god dot 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 you know and then she was like take a video take a video and i was like no like yeah. Yeah. i'm not gonna be a fucking creep no but i was like i will take a photo <laughs> and so like i went up to her and i was like hi i was like i hate to be this guy right now but i was like i love you and i was like my assistant yael and i we love you and she you know what was really beautiful like it, her face just like lit up Aww. you know and she like started like giggling and there was a guy with her <laughs> <laughs> i was like because i was having a moment and then um i tell him i was like can you please take a photo of us lana was like no she's like let's take a selfie she was like they come out better oh and now uh, and i was like okay and i swear to you Brooke, I never fucking take selfies. I never, you, you've never seen me like do that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I've never taken, I don't take selfies. I'm like, I'm always, who, who, why? Um, but I was like, this is my one chance. I was like, can't blow it. Okay, Brooke, when I tell you that that image has been reposted and reposted, someone DM'd me today and they were like, you're on Reddit <laughs> with Lana Del Rey because. <laughs> of my caption. I was like, um, I bumped into Lana Del Rey at, at my childhood 7-Eleven. And if this isn't the most Lana Del Rey, like it's not a Lana Del, Del Rey lyric, like it actually happened. It actually happened. Anyway, uh, that was magical. And um, <laughs> I left and I came back home only to get into a fight with another stylist. But we'll talk about this later. Yeah, ooh, girl. Off pod, off pod behavior. <laughs> it's okay though. We're setting boundaries, you know, and in, in this newfound uh, trajectory that we're both on. Uh -huh. But I, I came home and work has just been intense, yo. Non-stop. Like, non-stop. Non and I'm like, all right, well, I'm, I'm feeling really blessed, but I also feel like I'm being pulled in seven different directions. Yes. And, um, you know, having to be not the bigger person, but the most balanced person. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that. that. Yeah, I love that you love it. Yeah, because yes. it's it's about that. I'm just like, let me be balanced, and um, you know, I think that hopping off of what we, you know, what we discussed with uh, Serena last yeah. week. Yeah, it's it's that. It's it's conversations that it's the open conversations that we have to have daily with our peers. You know, I saw you on Sunday. It was so great to to hang out outside of the work confines, yeah. you know, really just, you know, meet the community. Yeah, <laughs> I know? had so much fun. Or wait, was that Sunday or Saturday? All my days are- Saturday, my bad. Oh, it was Saturday, okay. Cause I was it like, was, yeah, hey. um, <laughs> I normally yeah. see you on Sundays, but <laughs> we had to push <laughs> this week. Oh, I, girl, I know because that work, part. Yeah, work, it's just been so crazy. But yeah, we had so much fun. Um, we got to visit uh, Lauren Lapierre at her shop, Timeless Vixen, for her book party. Yeah. So cute. She had such – I mean, she just has, like, the best – she has the best store. And it's yeah. all of the stuff in there. The things that I got to touch – and I'm sorry, that piece that you got to buy? Oh, my God. I can't stop thinking about it. I already tore it. <laughs> what? How? Yeah, like – 
I the underarms <gasps> like I I think I I was getting into my friend's pickup truck. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is why I identify with Lana Del Rey. Okay, like. <laughs> Getting into the pickup truck of Romeo Gili. No, bitch. So that, I remember I was fraught with social anxiety that, that day at, at Lauren's book party. Oh. Mind you, I was going to go alone because I was like, I was kind of like in this like weird like work mode um situation. But I was like, all right, cool. I'll just get dressed and I'll show up and I'll buy the book and I'll like, you know. But then I was like, wait, like. You know, I was supposed to hang out with my friend Alexia, who you met. Yeah. Um, and she's uh her work in philanthropy. She works with Cesar E. Chavez's um people and Pepe Aguilar, and she's like, you know, I was like, uh, we were supposed to hang out uh to go to the Rose Bowl together, but I was like, let's hang out. You know, let's let's go to this thing. She wore the Galliano gown. Oh my god. She uh wore the Galliano Gazette gown that she purchased from Pechuga and then uh Yael wore that uh archival Margiela. Uh-huh. And um and so like we went and it was like it was so much fun. I wasn't expecting to go away with anything because you know, I was surprised that uh Lauren's prices were really fair for what I think you and I both said it. And that Romeo Gili, I looked at Yael and I was like, this, this is, is me in a coat. Yeah. And I I didn't even look at the price, but I told Yael, I'm like, if it's less than $800, I'm taking it. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, this is, you like set your price, right? You're like, okay, well, yeah. if it's over whatever, like I'm putting it back. Or Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but bitch, I walked out with that coat. I'm like, I'm not taking this off. Oh my god! And you um, put it on. You, I think you were already you were wearing it when I got there because I was late because yeah. I was coming straight from my fitting. Oh yeah, with some new clients, and so I like rolled up kind of late. I felt bad, but I was still on time. Like I was within the girl. I was within yeah. the event window, but I I just kind of yeah. I like to be on the earlier side. Oh really? Yeah, and I was like, oh, because I didn't want to miss you, because I obviously knew yeah. you were going, and um, but yeah, I walked in and you were wearing that, and I just Yael was like, did you see what Johnny bought? <laughs> like, oh my god, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so so good. Oh my god, obsessed. But we're gonna we're gonna find um, and you know me, bitch, I make everything into like. A story uh with repairs and stuff like that yeah totally that piece i who was asking me about it oh yeah like oh yeah my client she was like is that she was like oh my god she's like you finally got yourself something i was like yeah but like it'll go into the rentals that's the beauty of this business yep yep you know i forget sometimes that like I live in a living closet. <laughs> like, it's a like giant closet. So um, at times that I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck am I going to wear? I'm just like, what? you are, you cannot say that. Yeah, no, but, you uh, certainly can't. <laughs> I know. Not, yeah, neither of us. <laughs> but it's, it's a, that, that, I loved the event. It was so well curated. And uh, I so feel, beautiful. you know. I mean, she always looks yeah. so good. And like, oh my gosh, people came dressed to the nines like you yeah. and crew looked so cute i it's funny you were like oh you know alexia was wearing the galliano and yael yeah margella and i was gonna interject <laughs> and i was gonna say i was in my vintage banana republic <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I do actually get a lot of compliments on that cute little mint polo that I did have on. But anyways, uh, it's neither here nor there. Everyone looked good. Your friend Vigo was there, who I'm really obsessed with. Okay. So Vigo, I don't know anything about him. (laughs) He's like... (laughs) (laughs) He's just one of, you know, and it's kind of like, it's like this, I mean, if he ever listens to The Fitting Room um then you know he'll i think he's like in on it too you know where he's kind of like a one of those people that like no one knows what he does but mm -hmm. he just kind of like always goes to paris and he always smells really good and um i appreciate his style i actually met him a long time ago um when i met him he used to work with uh for lvmh as their like but like for like their fragrances and so like that would send him all over the world yeah he's a really interesting guy he's half mexican half lebanese um like grew up in south central and uh just really you know we can we can relate on that on the rarity of our uh shared tastes yeah you know you know coming from from a very non-traditional fashion uh background Mm -hmm. he and i instantly connected because of our again our shared obsessions but yeah he's He's a very interesting guy. He's like 24-7 Oscar Wilde dandy. Like I I caught myself doing that thing of where I just kept like looking at him because he's so, Mm -hmm. he's so handsome and he just like, I love the way he dresses. It's so interesting and people dress in LA, but people, it's, it's rare that you see anyone dressed up like that. Um, and he has such a cool personal style. And so, yeah, and I was just like in awe. I was just like, oh my gosh, like that's Vigo. Like, I've, cause I've seen him around on socials and stuff. And I was like, yeah. oh my God. And I remember saying to you, I was like, oh my God, your friend looks amazing. And you were like, let me introduce you. And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, no, like it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, everyone there like dressed to the nines, which is expected because it's Lauren. Yeah. yeah she has such great you know such a great community around her and so well deserved because she's literally the nicest fashion person i think i've met in la and she's an obsessive too yeah. she's she's a kind obsessive yeah. and the thing and the thing is like you know you meet um you meet a lot of people that that work uh like the resellers you know for example or like the the collectors the the archivists and yeah there's like everyone you have to be an obsessive but obsessives usually uh keep to themselves yeah. you know and then i ran into robin from the kit vintage so she and i were like mm. chatting for a while and then finally like we turned around and douglas was literally like turning the lights off <laughs> uh-huh. Douglas was like, you gotta go but it was funny because you know we got into this conversation the three of us lauren and robin and i and they were telling me you know kind of the same thing how it is like so competitive in you know your side of the industry and I said well yeah it's it's kind of the same on my end too and you know I know I kind of talked about this a little bit ago you know I can't remember which episode but in my current sort of gig you know working with Brendan Fraser you know I'm 
doing it, I'm seeing him on behalf of my friend Sam, you know, and Sam and I, we talked about it when we first met and it was just like, wait, like, you're so cool. Like, you're so cool. Like, we're, it was so nice to connect with somebody and it'd be great. And we just want to support each other. And I'm so happy to help him out. And he's been such a great resource. And, you know, it's just that sort of like camaraderie that is so rare in our industry. And I don't know, it, it was just, yeah, we, we had that conversation on Saturday as well, the girls and I did. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, and I, I remember who was it, Ernesto Casillas. Uh, he's uh, he's Doja Cat's makeup oh, sure. artist. We've we've collaborated on some shoots here and there, and um, he made. Uh, I remember reading in one of his story posts where he was like, you know, when he first arrived to the industry to LA, and he thought that by you know, working, 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 and, you know, just arriving on time, da, 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 that he was gonna, you know, get his lift off from there, you know? And then he came to real to the realization that in order to grow, you have to get more people involved, yeah. you know? And I think that industry is so, I mean, like any industry, yeah. right? It's like, we're all after, um, it just depends on like, what your intentions are, you mm. know? And um, I think, you know, this is why I had to sever ties with this stylist last night, because I was like, I'm like, you can't expect someone to answer your requests in a timely manner if you always ghost people right after, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, where's the community building there? You know, I'm like, I, I understand that we're all busy. And we were, I was having this conversation with my friend. Um, right before you and I hopped on. Yeah, it's like different levels of busy exist. So that's a guarantee. However, there is one mode of communication that I feel should be pretty standard, you know? Yeah. But having everyone adhere to that is is illogical. You can't you can't expect that. And I think, you know, going back to this, uh you and I started talking about our, our recent workloads, I noticed that um you know, the shift from five months ago till now has, I've only received more work just because I've said yes yeah. to so many more things. And I have some, oh, I have some excellent news. We were contacted on behalf of Billie Eilish's people. Huh? Yeah. And I, you know, I was, I was super excited to, you know, I'm always, I'm always grateful to, to, to be contacted because I'm like, if you're thinking about me and my business, bless you. Cause yeah. Thank you, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, but this time around, you know, they, they rented a couple of our pieces, actually I allowed them to pull a couple of pieces with the expectation that, you know, in offering them as much as I did, that there would be something that would work, you know? And uh, when was it? I think it was uh, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, like, was, I think, yeah, you and I were, I think you and I texted, like, man, today has been a, a yeah. day. <laughs> uh, by, like, yeah, by, by 5 p.m., I got I got the text message from, from the, the lead stylist. They were, like, three of your pieces uh, were shot, you know, on Billy. 
And that, I almost cried because um, that came off the heels of, I would say, like a really tumultuous week with, you know, with like the Grammys and then the Super Bowl and then um, getting sick myself (laughs) and and then just like putting all these hopes in, in, in elevating the business, you know, and aligning ourselves with, with some, you know, someone that is actually a cultural impact right now. You know, I, I respect Billy's. I don't, you know, like, I don't listen to her music, but I do respect what, like the message that she's conveying yeah. with her, with environmentalism. I think we and I spoke yeah, about this, you know, um, I'm like, that's, that's it for me, man. I'm like, your head's in the right space. You appreciate fashion. You you're surrounding yourself with really cool people because I think that that says a lot about the talent that we work with. You know what I mean? And this I learned from another friend of mine. His name is Jorge Jorge Monroy, and he does Halle Berry's uh, makeup. And uh, we were talking, and he was like, "He's so chill. He's like, yeah, but centered. You know, he's like, I just want to work with people that are on my same vibrational." you know, like level. And I, and I, I heard that and I was like, yeah, same. Yeah. I'm like, and going back to, to, to the work that I've been doing, you know, it's, it feels like there's a, a mutual respect where like, okay, I know we're not like chummy friends here, but you respect my business. You respect my livelihood. Yes, I will. I, I will, I will be there for you as well. Yes. So, um, yes. You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, you experience it too with Brendan, with Jake. I'm like, and it makes you, it ma- and we've said it, you know, it's like cutting, cutting, cutting out um, clients yeah. in the past. You know, it's like, I don't know, man. Just like there's money. Yeah, we always say this, you know, it's like anything for a check. But no. lately I'm like, everything has its limitations. My peace of mind takes precedence right now. And I'm like, We'll, we'll we'll find a way to to mend whatever you know i know i'm being vague as fuck but <laughs> sorry everybody i'm gonna get the tea after the pod <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah no mm. i i definitely i mean we've spoken on this countless times but it's that thing of where you know, just like society as a whole, it's like grind culture and like, oh, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, to what ends and at what cost? And I think as fucked as (laughs) our, you know, COVID times, you know, really were and what that kind of did to us as a society. And obviously, we're still in it and we're still dealing with it and whatever. But you know, it is that thing of where I think it put into perspective for many people, you know, you have to make those decisions. It's like, okay, like, are you going to keep grinding? Are you going to, you know, put your self-worth or your self-care or, you know, it's like, what are those limitations for you personally? What's most important to you? And, you know, obviously you've gone through a lot in the last, yeah, like six months or whatnot. And so the fact that you're making those choices I'm really proud of you. And, you know, I try and do that too. I mean, we all kind of will go back and, you know, sort of slip into old habits here and there as far as like, oh shit, so-and-so emailed me. I got to email them right back. But it's like, I'm watching a TV program with my friends, like that can wait, you know? And it's, it's that, that feeling of that like anxiety 
you know, that we're going to miss the opportunity. We're going to miss the gig. We're going to miss the check. Like it's, it's all that stuff, but it's like, what's meant for you will come. Mm, I yeah. don't know. It's like, you know, not to get yeah. like real woo woo or whatever. <laughs> hey, get woo woo. No, you're, you're absolutely no. And I, I think that that's why, you know, you and I continue to, to meet and to explore different avenues. It's like, it's that uh, tenacity, yeah. you know, of spirit that keeps us, uh, you know, that keeps us going. And like you said, yeah, what's what's meant for you is meant for you, depending on the intentions, you know? It's like, why do we want to work with these people? Why do we want to put ourselves in the ringer, you know? It's like, why do we want to align ourselves with these projects? Yeah. It's because we, we see value. I'll never forget, you know, when you first started working with Brendan, and you you were like, yeah, I think this is happening. I think we're gonna do this. Da, 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 da. And now, Oscar buzz. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, know, yeah. you know, it's beautiful. It's like that's, but that's the you know, success is only tantamount to how much effort you put into something. You know, and again, effort is nothing without mm. intention. So yeah, you gotta have faith in yourself. You gotta have faith in yourself that. What is meant for you is meant for you. I love talking about this because I, today, as a matter of fact, you know, was really, it was a very interesting day. But for me, uh, when it comes back, when it comes down to work, what I feel sometimes is like missing in our industry is the vulnerability, yeah. you know? How many times haven't you seen me cry? How many times? <laughs> when we go deeper than that, it's, you know, and I said it today in, in today's post, uh, where I was like, man, I'm just, I'm amassing all of these images that I want people to see, you know, I don't want to call it a photo dump because I don't want my work to be reduced to something so like random yeah. as that, which is fine. It's this, it, the connection, you know, it's like, we forget that behind every company, behind every outfit, behind every piece, there are people like mm -hmm. you and I, you know? that without and without others these are just they were like these pieces would still be on a rack if we didn't take a chance yeah. on them you know but someone has yeah it's like it's it's really lovely like but someone has to take a chance on yeah, us <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's great it's great it's great yeah. i love it well uh, okay last thing that i want to oh. talk about because you were talking about the the the, the grinding culture yeah. you know of like like rise and grind rise and grind and i'm just like oh my god like it just feels you know very monotonous did you see moogler <gasps> and h&m are gonna be collaborating on a on a new drop i did see that and what are your thoughts <laughs> I saw a couple of tweets and my favorite tweet was, isn't Mugler for H&M just Fashion Nova? <gasps> <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Great point. And someone, I know, and someone, someone said, Sheen for Versace. <laughs> Thanks. I'm like, <laughs> it's it doesn't. I I I don't know, man. I think it's a misstep I do too. because I do too. um, what 
what's it gonna be? A I cat literally suit? no. You know, and here's I mean a cat suit. Shoot me in the foot <laughs> if 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 Maybe we're anti gun, so All <laughs> oh, right. Uh step uh, spit in my eye if we don't oh gosh. I'm just like and here's mm. the thing, you know me. We, well, first of all, the Why? amount of disdain I think that you and I have collectively about these collabs that keep coming out. It's like our, you know, it's it's the main question we ask for each round of whatever collab we're getting. It's like, are we buying it? And yes, it's going to sell. And uh, yes, it's going to be, you know, approachable uh, and there are so many levels, I think, to this conversation, but there's something about Casey's Mugler specifically going into H&M that, yeah, it's going to be catsuits. It's going to be Lycra. It's going to be all of these like man-made fabrics that are fucking bad for the environment. For Sure, countless amounts of dollars that, you know, are going to be made by these companies. And I'm just so tired of it. I'm tired. Like, God, another one? Like, I, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I, I'm I'm with you on that. My my biggest concern is that like, you know, there was that there was that one article that you referenced, uh, that touched upon uh, what Schiaparelli was oh, going to do to, yeah, like, yeah, yeah Blight. She ran into at for, Pickwick. You know, what she wrote in Vogue uh, in regards to what uh, the impact that Schiaparelli was going to have on fast fashion. I'm like, okay, and? I'm like, it's, uh, that's inevitable, you know what I mean? It's like, there's going to be, like, cross-references sure. here and there. But with this, with Casey's Mooglers for H&M, I'm just like, that's not even Moogler. No. At that point, it's not, it's not, it's Casey for H&M. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, what? No, that doesn't make any sense. Because if you also, if you also think about it, what H&M collaboration has gone on, uh, where the creator has no longer, wasn't alive. Oh, right. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'd have to look at the list, but I honestly can't think of, because I remember the, I think it was Marnie did a collection. I know um, Simone Roca did one of the more recent ones, Versace, but we have Donatella, obviously. Uh, who else? I don't need, yeah, I'd have to look at a list, I think. I see Carl Lagerfeld, Albert Elbaz, yeah. uh, you know, well, I guess Albert Elbaz did what, yeah. Van Van? Uh -huh. There has been Victor and Rolf for H and M, but yeah, I guess as it as it stands right now, um, there's been Balmain, there's been Stella McCartney, Isabel Marant, um, Simone Roca, like you said, Margella did one. Oh, they did. Yeah, oh. Margella for H and M actually stands to be one of my favorite. Like, if I were to see it, I'd be like, all right, cool, let's do it. Um, they they approached uh, when I was working for Westwood. Um, they approached Vivian Westwood, but she was like, "No, no, we're not." Yeah, she's like, "We're absolutely not oh. going to do this." Yeah, and you know, I'm looking at the Margiela uh, for H and M uh, prices and jackets. The belt jackets that they did, they're still going for like four thousand dollars. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what I I I, I did collect a lot of the um the candy clutches. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you remember. Yeah, I love the candy wrapper. I still see those around. Like yeah. every now and again, I'll I'll yeah. see one. They're so cool. Okay, so I'm looking at the concise list of H and M collaborations right now, and uh, it seems uh, no. I mean, I was wrong. There, uh, besides Mugler, there's been uh-huh. Balman, uh, there's uh-huh. been Lanvan, oh, and Versace. Well, I mean, Gianni, but and now Mugler. Wow. I don't know. I'm just. It's like, gonna be oh, like biker shorts like... and body suits and cat suits, maybe a jacket. I don't know. It just it reminds me of like buying a blue check. Oh you know my what I mean? god! Or no, does that make oh. sense? <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> it's like those types of people. With, like right? I know, I know, I know, I know. But uh, we'll see. I mean, hey, we're just. Gonna, I'm just gonna have to like sit by like the the sidelines, you know, and and see. And and this is the thing. It's like if you're listening, also, I mean, to, to our listeners, I, I don't want anyone to get the impression that that because it's H&M, like, I'm like, you know, it's like, no, I, I still buy thrifted pieces. My t-shirts are are $10. You know, that's kind of like the beauty of, of, of exploring. You know, I, I was telling my friend the other day that if I were to ever write any sort of like guide or manual on style, one of the cornerstones of exploration is, or like defining your style, I would have to make it a point for you to go to a thrift store, to go to an antique mall. Go you you have to get yeah. dirty in order to figure out what because it's like that's when you start really like that's when you start finding what you like, you know? Especially and that's how I started in this business, you know, and it's it's great to see that there's a newfound appreciation for uh, for vintage and for thrifted pieces, my friend. But you know, my friend, as a matter of fact, just sent me this uh, article, and we can talk about this later. The the ethics of of reselling and thrifting, you know, because it's like we've spoken about this before. You know, you know, people are taking pieces from canceled thrift stores and then marking them up. I mean, but at the end of the day, it's it's you know you to each their own i i guess we can't you can't control the market however i do want to say again i i if you can avoid fast fashion in 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 that matter please do so it's just for just for the environment there's this notion you know the the philosophy of need not Uh want not you know if you don't need it you're not you know if you don't want it you don't need i mean Mm -hmm. like like the laquan cash out collection <laughs> i actually <laughs> will forever remain notorious <laughs> bro when i tell you that keeps me up at night <laughs> speaking of wait i we haven't talked i don't think we've talked about this and it needs to be discussed as we're talking about collabs and you know, all of these things. Well, recently, Pharrell Williams was appointed creative director of Louis Vuitton. And I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. Because, girl, no. <laughs> I, I absolutely understand why. Because uh, Anna Wittor uh, was really the catalyst to all 
to this melding of celebrity within fashion. You know, the minute she put Madonna on the cover of Vogue, I believe it was 1985, mm-hmm. May mm-hmm. issue, it revolutionized the way that we saw fashion. Yep. From that moment forward, you know, people were like, oh, okay, like I could, that I can achieve that. Like, oh, I need to look like that. They became the new, you know, celebrity dumb became the new gods, you know? And without saying much, I did read people's uh, feedback on it, you know? And I can only imagine how dissuaded fashion students were, you know, on, on seeing the news. Cause it's like, okay, what the fuck? But but it's it's just that, it's like, this is so much bigger yeah. than yeah. else, yeah. you know? And uh, and LVMH is in the business of selling LVMH. They don't care about quality to the extent that that you know consumers should yeah. be wary of. They just they just want numbers, and I think it's a complete reflection on on society, and it's also a, a reflection of the market. Suits aren't selling anymore. No one's buying tailored suits. No one's buying ties. You know, it's like if I was on this talk with Nick Wooster from the original street style god <laughs> maybe yeah the maven and he was like uh okay great he's like so people aren't buying suits right but with the loss of that we're also losing a hundred percent you know oh fuck yeah. yeah i get it i get it i get the business end of it i get the investment the further investment in you know, um, street style fashion. I, I, I definitely see the correlation between street style and, you know, the urban market and what Virgil did and continuing to push into that diaspora, right? However, you know, Pharrell is what, in his late 50s? How old is Pharrell? Like, you know, and there's, there's just part of me, I was having this conversation with a very good friend of mine and, you know, we were going back and forth on it. And I said, you know, part of me, I just don't see Virgil wanting this, you know, not to say that Louis Vuitton was like Virgil's brand, right? Like Virgil, same thing. Like, you know, was a DJ and was a creative director and he was, you know, the first black man to run a French fashion house which is fucking iconic but he kind of came out of nowhere just like you know Pharrell's being put at the top now that said like what Virgil did and what Virgil stood for I can't imagine that this is kind of what he would want you know because he was such a champion of the youth and he was such a champion of students and education and all of these things that it's like I just was just kind of bummed it's just it's a bummer because it's like they really could have they really could have done something great you know and Pharrell has his own he's got billionaire boys club he's got you know Pharrell is a creative genius like don't get me wrong like he has done so much for culture as a whole but I just, it's not exciting to me. It's not. No, no. But I mean, this is, I mean, it's like the impossible conversations. We had a, like, they had a whole Met Gala exhibit to, to this. You know, it's like, what would Prada and Schiaparelli <laughs> talk about? Um, but yeah, yeah, no, you're totally fine. I don't, I don't think it's disrespectful at all. I think it's, it's, it's fun to imagine, you know, different outcomes. But like you said, that, that notion of 
this is probably not what Abloh would have championed for. And, you know, I was thinking about that because I was like, does this mean that Pharrell will have different creatives kind of like, you know, I don't know, kind of like what Gautier is doing with, uh, with its couture collections. Is Pharrell going to be inviting different creative, uh, creatives to collaborate with him? Well, like collaboration with Chanel, I remember. It, it, it was just like Pharrell putting logo, like his logos on, you know, it's just like, I, cause I saw it and I purchased a, a couple of pieces from it. Cause I was, um, I saw the, I saw the yeah. value in it, uh, the collectability. Do you read the piece by Robin Given? Robin is a journalist out of the Washington Post and she wrote a really interesting piece. Wow. Yeah. About the appointment really? and she, yeah, it's kind of just like, you know, it's just such a missed opportunity. I feel like I would hope you know, and I, I have seen kind of around the internet as well that, you know, it is kind of being said as acting creative director, more than likely as Pharrell is not really a quote unquote, he doesn't sketch, he's not a tailor, he doesn't sew as far as we know, you know, but more than likely he's going to, you know, assemble a design team. Maybe it's like you said, like he'll get a bunch of other cool creatives together. Maybe we'll get like a young fashion student to helm beds or, you know, we, we don't really necessarily know what the plan is yet, but I'm not jumping at the bit. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> already with, with Louis Vuitton, it's, it's a mainstay, you know, it's a heritage brand at this point. So I am, I am looking forward to seeing Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious, you know, to see what, what that looks like. Yeah, anyone listening too, please let us know what your thoughts are because um, it's, a, it's a major appointment. Like everyone has been waiting for this moment and, you know, losing Virgil was devastating to our community. And mm -hmm. um, are you looking forward to any... Paris or Milan yes. shows. Um, <laughs> your face. <laughs> um, really, you know, for me, my brain has been outside my body a little bit. I don't know. New York was so um. weird, and like, I don't know. I just like I I've been keeping an eye, but not like a super watchful eye, if that makes sense. But um, I have seen a good amount of the shows. The one show, in fact, I think it's not for another week or so, but my main, I'm beyond excited to see what Harris Reed does at Nina Ricci. Oh. Harris has okay. uh, stepped into, you know, helm and revamp the house of Nina Ricci. And I am, that one, I am just like, I can't wait. I can't wait. Like what we've seen so far too, like if you go to, um, the Nina Ricci Instagram. It's like the three photos. Like the first look we saw was on Adele. The second look that we got to preview was on Harry Styles. And then Harris just dressed Florence Pugh for the BAFTAs in that orange tool dress. I just, yeah, there's something about like Nina Ricci in the 90s. And Harris is such a talented designer. Um, and I think it's so cool as a young, queer, fluid designer to kind of like go and revamp this house. I can't wait. No, yeah, I, I mean, that's why I love your, uh, your different, your, your take. Cause it's like, now it, now it makes me, you're the reason why I, uh, started looking at Bottega. <laughs> Cause I was like, let me, <laughs> let me see what like she likes. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> 
You know I love me some Ortega. I know you Yeah, do. what about you? Anything? Um, what do you have your eye on? Am I excited to see anything? Uh, Couture Week? I don't know. I, I, I kind of checked out of keeping track with the shows know, right, right after Couture Week. There's a bunch, honestly. There's We're getting a Gucci. Oh, but that's still not... But that's no, not no, the no, new no. Collection. Until yeah, later this year. September. I love Jill Sander. We're getting Bottega again. Um, Dolce and Gabbana. <laughs> Giorgio Armani. Mm, well, I'm. I usually go based off collections and designers that yeah. I would personally like to purchase. Uh, in this instance, I'm, I'm oh always curious to see what Valentino is up to. I, I just, I still want to get my hands on those, uh, Valentino pleasers. Um, I emailed them. I emailed them. I never heard back. Maybe I should do that again. You know, I guess Coperni's, uh, spray dress worked because now I'm like, you know, what, what are we... Uh, is gimmick? what's the next uh <laughs> <laughs> we live for a i mean hey we're human can you blame us we live for a good gimmick i love a gimmick i'm kidding i'm kidding oh my, oh god. my god well this yeah, is fun like the last like few you know what i guess two episodes now we've gone kind of rogue and it's just been like us you know, we had the we had the super fun dinner with Serena um, at my place, and then you and I are now on Zoom yeah. in our respective offices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been it's yeah, been really definitely. fun, and it's always it is always nice to kind of like check in with each other, and even now, what we're recording on a Wednesday when we normally release, yeah, but it's just like release our schedules at the moment, and it's just busy season, so it is so great to connect and find the time and you know tweaky and have some laughs <laughs> absolutely yeah we should get those fun like podcast mics that are like yeah. really big and black or the little ones <laughs> the little ones the little like TikTok oh. ones <laughs> you know, I'm down. we'll sort out the audio <laughs> oh my god bye Thanks so much for joining us at the Fitting Room Podcast this week. You can find me on socials at Stylist Brooke. You can find Johnny at Pachuga underscore Vintage. You can find us at Fitting Room Pod. And now you can call or text Johnny and I at 724-CHAT-TFR. That's 724-242-8837.